1: Hi, I'm Crystal Andrews from Daily Mail Australia.
0: And I'm Josh Moss and you're listening to Obsessed where we discuss the biggest moments in reality TV and try to figure out why we're all still so obsessed with watching normal people find fame on screen.
1: In season one, we're talking all things Love Island Australia 2019. We're back. For the second episode of Obsessed and we've only had two episodes of Love Island and we already have so much to talk about.
0: It's crazy. The amount of stuff that's happened in, what has it been, two, three days?
1: Three days, I think.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. So a lot has happened in the first three episodes, which is obviously really, really good. So many questions (laughs) I
1: want to ask you about how things work. So I actually might start. I have a really big question about something from the very first episode. Josh, that maybe you can answer for me. I did see on Instagram while you were watching, you were talking about this rule, the unspoken rule, (laughs) that the girls who are waiting for the new guys to come out cannot step out for the first man.
0: <laughs> All right. So let me just straighten one thing up. It's definitely not a rule. That was just something that I was saying to try and make myself feel a little better because when I walked through, no girl stepped forward. No girl was even looking me in the eye. So I was like, what have I done to, to deserve this? So then I made some stupid rule in my head that no girl can step forward for the show. But I thought it was really, really funny that Maurice walked forward and I saw this guy and I was like, oh, my God, this is a very, very good-looking guy. He seemed to have the chat. You know, he, he had it all going He's for him. He's very
1: slick, very slick, dude.
0: And I was like, if four girls step forward, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna turn the show off and walk away. I'm done. I'm, I've quit the season. I'm done. I'm not watching it anymore. It
1: makes it very personal. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. And then no girl stepped forward, and I was so stoked to say the least. I was yeah, I was over the moon.
1: Wait, so you weren't sure? <laughs> there was a little bit of doubt when he walked out. You were like, oh god, maybe it is me. No,
0: literally, yeah. And then they went to an ad break as well. So I was like, oh, here we go. Like I've I've celebrated now. They're going to go to an ad break, and then all of them are going to step forward, and I'm going to look like a total tool. And then none of them stepped forward and I was like, yeah, see, it's not me. It's not me. It's the first guy syndrome. It's not me. And then Sophie Monk said, your, your feet must be glued to the floor. And I, I responded to that and said, no, Sophie, it's the rule. The feet are definitely not super glued to the floor. So
1: It's the rule. Look, <laughs> I do think that's kind of logical though. You, you don't want to kind of give, all your, give the game away right away for the first guy who comes out. I can understand the girls kind of wanting to see who else is in there and also knowing that he gets to choose anyway. Right. It's not like you stepping forward is an automatic coupling if you're the only one. So it is sort of a way of them keeping their options open a little bit.
0: I think it's built into our brains. If we've got the ten best scientists in the world, they tell you that there's something in our brains that always want to see the next option. So Do you have a source
1: <laughs> for that fact?
0: <laughs> Absolutely no source nine, nine for that. Nine um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, ten let's, let's not fact check that one. Look, I think it's just human nature to want to see what's coming next. And knowing that there's so many other Guys coming forward. I mean, that was one of five. You're always going to think, oh, I just want to see what's next. And then yeah. the guy that comes next, you may be thinking, oh, I wish I went the first guy. But yeah. you, you always are inclined to think, I just want to see what the next one's like. And then you go, I want to see what the next one's like. And it's it's a it's a weird thing that that we do with with a lot of things in life. So uh, unlucky, Maurice. But you know, it's
1: like when you're on Tinder and you swipe, <laughs> swipe, swipe, and then all yeah. of a sudden, there's no one left in your area. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah, then you delete the app and start again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, look, so if that is if that is a bit of an unspoken, unofficial rule, you don't step out for the first guy. I can mm. accept that. Mm. What about a rule for the guys that if someone steps for if one of the girls steps forward for you and she's the only one on the first day when you don't know anyone, it's just first impressions only, should you pick them? and I am of course oh. talking about our dear poor Cynthia who stepped forward for Matt, who was the last guy to come out. She was the only one that stepped forward for him. Vanessa was already partnered up yep. and he did not choose Cynthia and chose to steal Vanessa instead. Is there not kind of an unspoken rule around that too on the first night only?
0: Yeah. You asked me this before and I actually, I disagree with you. I think that if you step forward and you like someone that's standing up there, you know, if they've got a partner or not, I mean- For me, I always wanted to try and keep it real. And if you like someone, why should you hold back? You should just try and go for it. You know, you know, that's making a statement very quickly that, Hey, I'm interested in you. I want to see if we can form a connection and let's move forward. I'm going to go and make a bold statement and say, I want you right now. And I want to get to know you straight away. I think that, you know, if you step forward, you're not doing anything. Totally disrespectful by not picking them. It is a bit of a slap in the face, but you know, I'm more thinking I want to form a connection, you know, and I, you know, if that has to like hurt someone a little bit along the way, you know, there's no malice in it. It's just me trying to pursue something that I want to go for.
1: I don't know. I see the it's still, it, right feels, <laughs> it feels a little bit rude to me. It's it is rude. a little
0: bit rude. I do agree with that.
1: You know, because you don't, you don't really know anyone's, well, you don't know anyone's personality at all. All you've gone on is, is first looks. You're also going to be there for at least a couple of days. You know that much, right? So I kind of see this as he actually might have really gotten on with Cynthia, but by her putting herself forward and him not choosing her, he's almost shut that down a bit because I can't really see her being too, too willing to go back there after being a little bit rebuffed.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, if that was me and I stepped forward, I would I would take that a little personal. You're just a
1: little bit. I'm, it's not, you know, the biggest slight in the world, but it, you'd be a little bit hurt.
0: You would be a little bit hurt.
1: And the fact that Vanessa was already, well, she was hot property on the first night.
0: She was hot property. I was a guys.
1: little bit surprised by that.
0: So was I. I mean, I, I, for me, I look at her and think there's trouble. But, you know, I mean, that there's another side to that that that's kind of attractive, I guess, in a way as well. So she was hot property. I think she had two or three guys who were had, interested. She had three. Yeah.
1: So she was stolen twice.
0: But it's the first day. Things can change, you know. You can be hot property on day one, but, you know, you might be not hot property. A
1: lot. A lot has already changed. And I'm going to do something that I don't often do and say that I was wrong about someone. (laughs) Whoa. I know.
0: Oh, my. Yeah, that's that's recorded in the history books now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have completely changed my opinion of Adam.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I
1: felt really strongly from his promos that he was going to be kind of a douchebag. But I feel like Australia's seen a bit of a different side to him. He was very funny. He had me cracking up just with these witty little one-liners. And he's also a little (laughs) bit awkward and quite self-deprecating, which was surprising because Mm. I guess, you know, all of the contestants are so confident. And as we've spoken about these real outfit kind of types, it was nice to sort of see that he was a little bit nervous.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you. I completely misread Adam. I thought that he was going to be, you know, a bit of a boy, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that he was going to be looking to play girls in there, but I think that's just kind of, he's a little bit awkward. He kind of says what's on his mind and it's actually a bit refreshing to see someone just having a bit of fun with the whole show the whole process. You know, he's not taking himself too serious. He's he's coming up with a few one-liners that feel natural and off the cuff. It's not like he's forcing anything. And, you know, he has, as you said, self-deprecated a little bit, but he's being real. And I actually really appreciate that. And he's my favorite character at the moment.
1: It's nice that he's not a smooth talker. In fact, he's probably the opposite of a smooth talker. But it works. He's, he's such a poor communicator. <laughs> <laughs> he does not know how to talk to women. Yeah. I think that much has been established from last night's conversation with Cassie. Cassie. You're not a bad looking girl.
0: How would you take it if a guy said that to you? Because he's not being he's not trying to be rude. No, he was just feeling he's trying to do the right thing.
1: He he is clearly someone who has never really learned to be, I think, an open communicator and probably never really learned to talk to women in a very natural <laughs> open way that's why it is so jokey between them and that's his defense a little bit and it's his default but you know he's a he's a tradie so it's a very he works in a quite a masculine environment where For i'm sure. going to guess that there's probably not a lot of women around we know that he's never had a serious relationship he just seems to be not very skilled in this area. And it's almost like it's all coming out wrong. He doesn't mean it in a bad way. It's like the words are just coming out of his mouth in the wrong order and he's confused that it didn't come across the way <laughs> yeah. he meant. Yeah. And even Twitter is sympathising with him. They're like, no, it's not what he meant. He wasn't trying to know, insult you. He just it, didn't know what to say.
0: You know what? It's it's obviously damaged that couple, you know, him and Cassie. But it's For also sure. it's damaging but it's also working to a certain degree in a positive light as well because you can see – by the way he's talking, by the way he's acting, he's meaning it in a good way. And Cass can even sort of half see that as well. She's torn between what she wants to do because Adam is, they talked about, you know, they're in the friend zone at the moment and they don't know where it's going and, you know, Cass was upset about what he said, but she's still kind of, wants to pursue it a little bit. She's still curious to see where it can go. And I think Adam, he, he, he is as well because he was telling the lads, you know, oh, I've really, you know, I've stuffed it up now. I'm in trouble here. But you could see he was quite, you know, he was upset that he, you know, kind of ruined it a little bit. But I still, I'm not giving up on those two. I think that there, there still could be something there. I hope there's something there. I'm, I'm wishfully thinking, but he's not doing the best things at the moment. But he's not doing the worst things as well, so he's kind of like he's
1: kind of he's kind of in the middle ground. There are other people in the villa who are making him look, you know, who who are kind of stealing the uh, limelight for worse characters. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, they're making him, they're making Adam look like a god compared to what they're doing. Um, Is
1: there anyone that you've changed your mind on based on the first couple of episodes?
0: You know what? I gave Vanessa a pretty bad rap. So far, she's been she's been pretty good. She's she's been fine. She's been partnered up with is it Matt? Matt.
1: And they are very loved up early. They're the self
0: proclaimed king and queen of the villa.
1: It's almost a little bit uncomfortable, too intimate to watch on television. I almost want to look away from the screen sometimes when they're sort of like.
0: It's a bit cringy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit cringy. It does feel and a, a bit little going bit on. forced. Do you feel a little bit of forcing there? Like they're rushing into it.
1: Do you know, I never really, uh, I never thought about it that way. Maybe because I can't watch because it makes me so uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) You're just looking away the whole time. I can't.
1: (laughs) A little bit. It just, it does seem really full on early. But then again, I don't know what life in the villa is like and you do because it does seem to be a really accelerated path of a relationship. So maybe- you know, three days in the villa. What does that feel like in real terms if you had to make a comparison?
0: Well, I mean, one day feels like a whole week. You know, it's like they've known each other for three weeks now. So I agree with you that it does go really, really fast. On the other hand, though... (laughs) if you can still force things in there, if it's not gelling and it's not working, you know, you'll see it sometimes. People will try and force it and manufacture a relationship or a friendship or whatever. And at the moment, I'm not sure what I think of them as a couple. I mean, let's be real. Would they be together on the outside world? Do you think, honestly? Can't say, yeah. I can't see them ever being, you know, together on the outside world. So that's, for me, is a bit concerning. Let's keep an eye on them and see how they develop over the next few days. I found it... Really, really commendable of what Jesse did to Maurice. How she, she kind of called him out straight away. Day, she'd only been with him for one day, maybe a day and a half, and she instantly saw through what he was doing. She said, you know, I don't think you're, what are you on here for? What are your reasons for coming on the show? Maurice said, you know, after one, you know, after one day being together, he said, oh, you know, I'm obviously on here to find a connection, but there's other benefits as well.
1: Other perks. Other perks. Yeah.
0: And then Jesse was like, okay, well, what are the other perks? And I was like, I can't believe this guy. He's just told this girl after one day, he's looking to get some publicity and all the things that come with it. I'm like, oh my God. Like, even if you're thinking it. Don't say it. Like, far out. And she just saw straight through that and then it was it was not pretty after that.
1: This is the official we need to talk about Maurice <laughs> yeah. segment of this episode. I know, I because know. Because as we expected, as soon as the show kind of premiered, all of the news and rumours and different coverage has come out, Jesse, as you said, has kind of said what a lot of Australia has been thinking. <laughs> why are you really here? Yeah. And... As for the Daily Mail, I guess yesterday we had quite a bit of coverage of the ongoing saga of you guys whether would have had or not. a
0: day with that. That would have been like, you guys would have been licking your lips. like
1: It was whether or not he had a girlfriend and whether or not he was going back to her. So I guess the story as it stands now, we'll do a little recap. <laughs> he did have a girlfriend, Christy Swaddling.
0: I feel like I've heard this before somewhere. Oh, Sounds it's, a, familiar. it's a tale
1: as old as time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christy Swaddling, they'd been together for... Quite some time, as it seems, a few months at least. Five months, I think. He has left her to go on the show, the timeline of which sounds a little fuzzy. There was some <laughs> speculation whether this was kind of a an orchestrated, engineered thing of whether it was a forced break and he was actually going to go back to his girlfriend after the show was over. We've now seen that that is probably not going to happen because Christy has released a YouTube video <laughs> explaining exactly what's happened. Basically, he's told her that he got an an acting job in an ad for Love Island, (laughs) just an ad to promote the show, and she, you know, knowing that he is maybe a little bit fame-hungry and likes to be in the spotlight and, you know, wants to pursue a a career as an actor, has said, great, honey, you go for it. That's a great win. Go Go and chase that dream. Then a week after the uh, the has aired, he said, actually, we've got to break up. I can't prioritise you right now. I need to focus on myself and, a, and my work. And then two weeks later, he's on the show.
0: He must have done so well in that commercial. They wanted to get him on the show. <laughs> like, wow, he must have just stole the stole the show that day on the commercial. They were like, this guy's so good. We need him on the show. Um- <laughs> you need to tell us a little bit about how that process works. I'm
1: not buying that whole process. I don't believe that you've been hired as an actor to work on an ad for Love Island. I don't think that's how it works but maybe I'm wrong.
0: No, you're definitely right. That is not how the show works at all. You're not hired on a commercial what was it, three weeks before the show to promote the show, that was a promotional video for the show. I mean, I didn't see what his promotional video was, but for example, you know, last season Taylor was a radio presenter. So her promotional video for the show was her looking like she was in the middle of a broadcast and she gets a call from Love Island saying, you know, you're on, you're in the villa, you're on the Spanish island this year and she walks out of the thing. That's a promotional video. That's not a commercial promoting the show. That's promoting yourself and what you do as a living or who you are as a person. So he's. Hasn't been hired to to go in a commercial. He's applied for the show. He's sent in an audition tape. He's He's gone for interviews. He's done face to camera. He's been approved and he's gotten through the audition process. Then he's been called in to do a promotional video because he's on the show. So he's telling his ex-girlfriend, Christy, ''Oh, no, babe, I'm just doing a, a commercial. That's not true because that's not how it works.'' The commercials that we did saw, it was like an AA meeting where all these people were sitting in a circle going, I'm so good looking and I still need yeah. love. That would have been shot five months ago. And those people are never on the show because they don't want to give away the identities of the Islanders going on. So that's not how it works. And he's not being truthful to Christy about that at all.
1: I mean, her, her video was quite interesting. I thought she- you know, she was quite fair and sort of defending him a little bit and saying, you know, he's not a bad person and this is just how he is and he should go and, and chase down his dream. But what she understandably has issue with is some of the timeline in in you know in this happening. <laughs> and I kind of you know, I raise the question of, okay, so say he applied for the show, which would have had to have happened months in advance. Yeah. And he didn't get on. Would he have just stayed with her? Because clearly He didn't really want to be with her if he was going to go on a a dating reality show.
0: I think he would have just stayed with her. I think he would never have told her. It would have never got out and he would have just got on with his life and and not said anything. Yeah, for sure. It's really slimy. He's a good-looking bloke. You know, he said that he hasn't been turned down since kindergarten. So he's confident and and he's gone on the show, he's gotten on, and then he's thought, okay, now I have to deal with this situation. He's broken up with her, according to Christy, two weeks before the show's aired. Oh, it just, it really doesn't give off. A good look for for Maurice. I think he's going to be labelled as the the villain this year, and rightfully so. You know, even in there, he's done some shady things. So, oh, I think he's putting his hand up for Australia to really not get behind this guy.
1: Jesse saw through him very. So good about it. Quickly. Her. So quickly. So good. quickly. And how uncomfortable was that conversation where he was basically just re-explaining her own thought process to her. And then awkwardly gets up and is like, Do you mind if we continue this conversation while I go get so a glass arrogant. of water? And to her credit, she was like, You know what, mate? No. Yeah, <laughs> you go, I'm, I'm here. gonna stay I'm right good. here.
0: <laughs> I was watching that with friends and we were all pissing ourselves laughing in the room. I put up my story. I was like, I I have to broadcast this. This is just ridiculous. He was putting words in her mouth as well. He was saying like, oh, like, I think that this is struggling because you're not communicating. She's like, hold up, hold up. You're putting words in my mouth. Then he did it again and she was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then he was asking, you know, what went wrong in the relationship? What went wrong in the coupling? And it was almost like he was trying to work out in his head, what did I stuff up with this girl so the next one I can implement? the the correct procedure and plan to making this work. He was like dissecting it in his brain, sort of saying like, oh, maybe I was too intense at, at this situation and maybe I was too controlling or maybe I shouldn't have kissed her. And it was like he was trying to pre-plan how he was going to take the next girl.
1: I didn't quite see it that way. Mm. I almost saw it as he was asking the question, knowing that, Jesse does trip over her words a little bit sometimes so that he could figure out a way, and you could see him trying to do this, that he could put it back on her and convince her that it was her fault that it hadn't worked out so that he could be cleared to move on to the next girl. But it totally didn't work for him. Do you think that he would have any awareness of how he's being perceived?
0: 100% not. He would have no idea what the public are thinking because when you're in there, you're locked off. Producers are not going to be saying anything to you how you're being represented in the show and any new arrival coming in is strongly advised, do not tell them what the public think of them, do not tell them their Instagram following, don't even tell them any current events. Like they really lock them off. So he would have no idea what the public are thinking. And in his head, he's probably thinking cool, like that didn't work out, I'm in the clear, like there's nothing wrong with it. Little does he know that the whole Australian public has got an opinion of him. And it's like when we were on our show, you know, Eden and Aaron were severely disliked towards the end but they had no idea. Like you're, you're cut off. So he would have no idea that the public are disliking him and, and really giving him a hard time.
1: The other really... um big story that kind of came out from the first episode, which I was a little bit surprised by, is a lot of the talk around whether the inclusion of Cynthia, who is West African-born, she was born in Liberia, whether her inclusion in the show is um, an example of tokenism on Australian television, and whether it's sort of low-key racist that she wasn't chosen on the first day. It's a really difficult conversation. I it's guess tough in the, yeah, in the first instance, I can really understand why people are upset because we don't get a lot of diverse representation of different types of people from different types of background on TV. So, you know, as fans and as people who love entertainment, we get really excited when we see these different types of characters come out who maybe reflect what we look like or how we feel about ourselves, which is really exciting. And it was painful to see her step forward and then not be chosen that got me in the heart a little bit it was difficult but I think it's probably worth highlighting a few different things about the show that I would say make this maybe not the worst example of racist tv programming that we've ever seen so as we've spoken about before Love Island's not scripted yeah so it's really different from A scripted TV show (laughs) like Home and Away.
0: No, well, a scripted,
1: purely scripted TV drama like Home and Away where there's a set storyline, they're introducing characters and they're actually saying, this is what Australia looks like, but also this is how Australia behaves because they get to decide what the rules of that are and how the characters interact. But on Love Island, you can put people in there and that's what they've done is put people from different types of backgrounds in there and then let them be who they are and let them react the way that they want to react.
0: You know, the producers can try and predict who's going to be interested in who all they want, but as we know, like with everyday life, someone might be your perfect type on paper, but it's not going to work out. And, you know, we've got Cassie who's of Asian descent and it looks like Vanessa's of Lebanese or Greek or something like that.
1: Maurice is Egyptian Egyptian. and then Phoebe who's coming to the villa. I'm not 100% clear on her background, but she's definitely – a non white Australian background. So there is probably more diversity than people are seeing Cynthia mm. and saying, you know, we're really hurt that she hasn't had a princess storyline so far. But there are others in the villa right now who are also having different kinds of storylines as they play out.
0: For sure. And, you know, who's not to say that Cynthia's Mr. Right comes through? tomorrow and that they're perfect match. They couple up and they go all the way through to the end. I mean, we've seen in other Love Island's people of ethnicity background, you know, they win the show. They find someone to couple up with and they go live, you know, live happily ever after for however long. It's not a matter of racism. It's a matter of she hasn't had the right person come through yet.
1: And that is a really fair point. We've had two episodes two, and a lot of these couplings, as we see them right now, won't stand anyway. No way. She could still couple up with someone in the villa and they could be, the perfect match and they, as you say, could go all the way. Someone could come in as an intruder. They could be a perfect match. But I think the fact that she hasn't kind of had a really great partner in Sam in the initial stages doesn't really. Who's Sam? Oh. I, I saw
0: him in a, in a shot and I thought, is that the cameraman in the background? Oh, <laughs> Poor guy. Sam. He's getting he's, no screen time. He's not. Someone's going to come in that's, that's really interested in her. We just haven't had it yet. So I, I can understand why the public are thinking, oh, like, you know, is this a form of racism because- you Or know, is
1: it—is this the same old thing that we've seen before yeah, she's put and, and herself, this stings yeah. and we're sick of seeing this, she, but-
0: Yeah, she put herself out there. It didn't work out, but that happens all the time in the villa. So I think, you know, just let's bide our time a bit. We're on day two. Let's see how we're going, you know. <laughs> give the a girl few a weeks. Yeah, give her a chance, you know. To her
1: credit, she's really putting herself out there too. Like she's very keen to get to know some of the other guys and see who she might Click with so I think she's I think she's going to do great. Like she yeah. said, she's got a really bubbly personality, and that's going to really shine through. The interesting thing to me is I think if we're going to be up in arms about anything, it's more the lack of body diversity on the show that stands out to me, and almost particularly for the guys.
0: They could do with bringing in some different types of you know people, like in terms of physical attributes. But it's still early days as well, so look I don't think that's going to happen this season though
1: <laughs> it's not going to happen this season <laughs> yeah. I just think I get why people are sensitive about it it's a really touchy subject I'm not sure that um, she's been particularly hard done by in this this season but I guess we'll watch this space and hopefully the man of her dreams will walk through the villa doors very very soon
0: yeah for sure we can only hope that it will.
1: Fingers crossed. A little um, comment that you made at the end of our last podcast episode has been confirmed by the head of ITV, <sighs> Magella Wymers. Am I Wymers, saying that yeah, right? I'm good friends Magella Wymers. So she said that the reason they did move the show from Spain to Fiji is because it was closer and will let them be more reactive with the contestants that they bring onto the show. So would the producers really have briefed the contestants in on that as well and and sort of said? look, this is what we're looking to do. We're getting things moving really quickly. You have to make strong moves. You have to make them boldly and fast.
0: For sure. They would let them know that, guys, we're in Fiji. We're really close. You know, we've got... 50 people on standby ready to go. So if you're not open to forming that many, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. They would have 50 people in their books, in their, in their like system, and and they would have description of what, what they're like as a person, you know, obviously some photos and what type of guy they're interested in. And then they would cross match and see who's single and they would be sending in people to, to fit that, you know, to, to, you know, have a crack at someone in there rather than you don't just want to send someone in just, you know, blindly and go all right have a crack in there because if they go in and they're not interested in anyone then essentially they're just dead weight they just come on the show and they just sit there and then they just sit in the b chart and go i want a guy with you know xyz i want a guy with green eyes they sit there and just they just ask for a They ask for someone else to come in. They want to throw in people who are going to bring something to the table in terms of I'm interested in that guy or that girl. I want to go for them and I'm not scared to to do that. But I reckon they'd have, yeah, 50, 60 people on standby ready to go.
1: I would never have thought it's that many. That's mind-blowing. So they've got a real – sort of buffet of hot bods to choose from.
0: (laughs) I'm just picturing now people in, you know, in those buffets when you open the silver tray, like just someone standing in there looking at them like in their board shorts with all oil on their bodies and stuff. Pick me, pick me. Pick me, pick me.
1: But they've got a list and they're looking for the right person to send in at (laughs) any given moment to match up potentially with someone else to create a bit of a love triangle to break For sure. people up.
0: They need to. They need to have people on standby. They need to be prepared because as we know with the show, things can change in a matter of seconds. You know, Amelia, obviously my girlfriend, she was called day of and they said, can you fly out tomorrow, tomorrow morning? And she was on a plane. She couldn't go in the morning. She went in the Arbor. So she was called, you know, you need to go to Spain tomorrow. That's hectic because it's Spain. That's, Spain. <laughs>
1: that's a big trip she had to, to just jump on a plane for.
0: Yeah, she she had to go because things change. You know, Cassidy d- dumped me and then I was in there and they're like, okay, Josh is is single. Let's try and throw in some girls who are going to be interested in him or whoever, whoever it is, you know. And um, it
1: worked. They made a match for I you. I
0: know. We're still together. So, it, you know. Thanks, guys. Well, with that in mind,
1: we've got two new intruders coming in. Well, by the time this podcast episode is on the uh, airwaves, these two new girls will be in the villa. Um, So we've got Anna, who is a model from Melbourne. 27. Yes, 27. She said that she's dated her fair share of douchebags. Girl, same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that she's looking for a nice guy who doesn't lie or cheat, which is a really low bar for a nice guy. But with all of what you've said in mind, who do you think that they've sent her in for then? If they're, if, they're, if the producers are, are kind of going, okay, we're looking at the cast who's already in there, who's, who's connecting, who's not, and now we're going to send in these two new girls, we're sending in Anna thinking that she'll connect with who?
0: I'm thinking Jared. I think Oh that- yeah,
1: because now Cartier, she's had her head completely turned by Owen. She's like picking out the wedding stationery. She <laughs> she she told him what their children would be named.
0: Oh my god. Um I think that this new girl is going to be sent in for Jared. I think he's, you know, he's not a, he's a really good guy. Mm. You know, he helps, you know, kids with disabilities. You know, he does, you know, okay, he does his naked cooking, which is kind of funny now. But he I seems guess. really
1: sweet. He seems he, like he's a good guy. He's sweet and funny and quite genuine. Normal
0: guy, genuine. He seems, yeah, he comes from a, you know, he's got a kind heart. So I think that this this new girl is, is going to be sent in for him. I think that that's a good match. She seems like, we don't know much about Anna. I mean, we've seen a little bit, you know, f- seen a 15 second promo, but, you know, she looks really, really, really attractive. She seems like she's really nice as well. So I think those two could be could be a match.
1: And then we have Phoebe who says that she's got a really fiery personality and she's been dubbed a bit of a vixen type of yeah. character, a vixen woman. Um now in her promo, she said that she really likes tradie, the classic tradie Australian guy. Oh, and the God. only tradie in the villa I think is Adam. I'm not sure that he's her type when she th- when she says tradie, I don't know that she means someone like Adam.
0: Well, again, Phoebe, so twenty eight. So these are older girls. How old's Adam? Because I feel like she's after the tradie, you know, lads, lads sort of guy, which fits Adam's description. She's a credit analyst, though. Can you see a credit analyst? Well, he didn't know what an EA was, so <laughs> I'm going to be. Real, I don't know what a credit analyst is either. <laughs> I said it to my mate. I'm like, what the? Hell? What is that? A credit analyst? <laughs> Look, I'm almost going to say she. She's she's going to like Owen. And I know we Well, said everybody it. likes I Owen, know, so. but like he's kind of like a manlier man, he's he's quite mature, he's got his head screwed on, and she's it looks like she may go for him. I can't give you a prediction on who exactly is her type. If you look in person, it's Adam. If you look on paper, it's probably Owen. I'm just gonna predict she's gonna try and shake things up. I think she's gonna be quite open to
1: I like forming. I like that she said she's not afraid to go for what she wants. Yeah. So you could be right in that they're just gonna plop her in there and say, See what you like, See, go you for go. it. And let the fallout from that be what it will. I can't tell you how excited I am for a recoupling to take place. I know. Hopefully we'll have one by the end of the week and we'll have something new to talk about. Next for sure. Week.
0: I think there'll be fireworks with this recoupling. Yeah definitely.
1: Until next time.
0: We will see you all next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Obsessed. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.
1: And make sure you head to Daily Mail Australia for the biggest, best and juiciest Love Island and reality TV coverage on the internet.